Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're coming at you live on the Game Plus television network, which is carried all across Alberta and B.C. on TELUS Channel 924, Sastal Max, Channel 427, Bell MTS Cable in Manitoba, and all across eastern Canada on Rogers, Kochi Go, Videotron, East Link. If you're not getting it, call your cable provider for details, but you're watching us, so you're getting it. We have the voice of the Calgary Stampeders with us, Mark Stephen, here on a football Friday, very graciously joining us today for some fun live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And uh, I, we might as well just jump right into it. I will just say the breaking news that I learned today, Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon are a thing. So I'm trying to get my mind around that. Any thoughts, Mark? Not a lot, but uh, <laughs> free to do what they want when they want if they're... Right. They're adults. They're adults. Now, she might be the only guy with a bank account his size. Maybe that's why they're... Could be. So did his last wife, though. Trade mansions. Yeah, that's right. So. Fair enough. Uh, so, poll question today. Let's get this out of the way right now. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which of these celebrities would you prefer owned your team? Ryan Reynolds, Tom Brady... The Rock, or other. Because I talked on the show yesterday that I'd heard Tom Brady was part of an ownership group that looked into buying the Montreal Alouettes. It ended up going to Quebecor, and Tom Brady ended up in the ownership group of the Las Vegas Aces. But The Rock, still something of a mythical figure. And when I said the, the folks have questions for you, Mark, they do. Nelson Hackowitz writes in and says, Mark, how good was The Rock? You said it off camera earlier. Can you please keep going on okay. that? Um, he was here in 95. Uh, came from Miami. They quite liked him, the Stampeders did, and uh, they had plans for him. But the issue was, he was uh, trying to break a very established, solid lineup. People like Will Johnson was there, uh, Tim Colfield, I believe, was there, uh, Stu Laird was there, Shrekko Zizakovic. They had an established line. So at just about every position on the team, it was really hard for a rookie to break into. So they had plans for him. They liked him. I believe if he would have come back the next year, he would have played. I don't know if he would have started, but they would have kept him. They, they, had, uh, they had plans for him, but I just remember the one day we went into Wally Buono's office, and he just said, well, guys, I want to tell you that uh, Dwayne Johnson's not here. He's going to go join his dad, who's a professional wrestler, and help out with him. So I didn't think anything of it, and I uh, figured that's the last you'd ever hear of him, right? Wrong. No, wrong. He's one of the most visible people on the planet. So, so no, but he was good. He was uh, certainly a guy. Maybe if he'd have gone to another team, uh, he might have played. But, uh, no, they had plans for him. You don't play at the University of Miami just because. You know, he, you have to be pretty good. So uh, that's where he was. So that was that. I appreciate the explanation because yeah. I'd only heard the story. I've never oh. seen him play. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, there was nothing wrong with him. Just Good he, team. He was just in uh, too deep, as virtually every rookie was, I think, if I recall. Wish I had the depth chart in front of me, but I think the only rookie that saw that played that year was Terry Vaughn, who eventually went to the Hall of Fame. Another Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah, I think I think just about every other position was spoken for. Maybe the guy we should be asking about the Rock is the ship. Yeah, would he have got him here? He was your head scout at the time. No, not no. that particular year. I don't believe because I think that's when he was running Birmingham. That All one year, right, yeah. ninety-five. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, so that, that was. Uh, so he obviously, I'm sure he would have scouted him, and maybe he put him on the CFL neg list, but he was not here when uh, uh, The Rock was on the field. Jeff, uh, the Stamps fan watching, he says, I think the story of The Rock and Stampeders camp is getting old, people. I don't. I could talk about it forever. You clearly don't mind talking about it. Well, I don't tell Yeah, it's, 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 it just is. It just was. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, 
you know, he uh, maybe he's expanded the story a little bit about how terrible it was. You know, but whatever. <laughs> he, he was uh, treated just like every other rookie, um, but uh, not every rookie and everybody that came through uh, here has gone on to the success he's had. All right. It's all part of our story, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, if, if you are a fan of any other CFL team, or for that matter, league or so forth, uh, fire your questions at Mark. He's been good enough to come down here today because the Stampeders fans, they got a million. We can sit here and talk. You're, you're okay with that? Yep. Ted says in Red Deer, hey, Mark, I think the loss of Bo Levi and his veteran presence in the Stamps quarterback room is huge. Do you agree? Do they need a veteran quarterback to help out Mayor? Well, two things. Yes, I agree. It is going to be a big loss. Uh, do they need a veteran? That's a great question that will be sorted out in camp. Uh, how much can they get out of Tommy Stevens, the number two quarterback? Is he ready to move up, you know, to be a starter in waiting? I can't say yes. I can't say no. If the answer is no, I think they'll go chasing an established quarterback. That's the way I see it. That's a decision, though, that will be made the way I see it anyway in training camp based on what they see. So I guess the answer without trying to evade it is maybe. That's where I see it. Uh, Kevin the Medium. Who's in the house here at Great Eagle says The Rock still talks about his time in Calgary and ain't old. I agree. Craig Smith, our director of scouting, writes in and says, uh, My buddy Shiv, <laughs> one of the best. Well, he's in the Hall of Fame. Not shocking, he showed up in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt last, yep. Week, uh, yep. last year when everybody else was in a suit, of course. Um... Let's talk about the other sports ownership, though. Robin and Prince Albert watching says, Ryan Reynolds is a proven owner. He's not a Sens fan, but everything he has created in business has been a success. His gin company, his phone company, Rexham. How do you feel about the sports celebrity ownership of Ryan Reynolds? I guess it's happening with the Sens. He was at the game yeah, last I, night. Yeah, I really don't have an opinion on you know? it. You know, I just see him as an actor. And if, if he's going to run the Senators and... Uh, keep them vibrant in Ottawa, good for him, but I, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I mean, it's nice. It's getting him a lot of attention, and I'm sure he has the dollars to at least be part of a group. So uh, if it works for the Senators, good for him. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm a sucker for it, but I remember the John Candy, Gretzky, McNall Argos, and that was a pretty exciting time. Mm -hmm. You know, I... Is that the model we should all follow for ownership? I don't know. One yeah. of them ended up in jail. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I you know, that was, uh, that was then, and uh, this is a little different. And, of course, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds, I don't know what his connection is to hockey, if any, other than just being, being a, a fan. Being a fan, yeah. Being from Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have no opinion except uh, if he's going to be part of a group that uh, pushes the Senators forward, good for him. Uh, Kevin, the medium, wants to know, are there any quarterbacks that attended the CFL Combine that stood out to you, Mark? You were up there in Edmonton last week. Well, there was one guy named Roy who stood out or played well and did a lot of the passing. They brought in a U of A guy to help throw. But the short answer is I don't think there's any uh, uh, top prospects. I hope this Roy gets a look. But is he in the uh, level and the category, say, of an Andrew Buckley or of a Nathan Rourke or someone like that? I, I don't see it right now. Mind you, uh, you know, I just saw him throw a few passes there. Can't say for sure. But, no, I don't think this is a year where there's an elite top-end quarterback on the market, Michael O'Connor or somebody like that. This is uh, interesting. Jeff in Edmonton writes in. He says, didn't Carl Weathers play in the CFL at some point? I think I'd rather have Apollo Creed as an owner than The Rock. As an owner or as a player? He you played, know the Carl Weathers story. Played in B.C.? Yeah. In the 70s, early 70s, I believe can't remember exactly when but a long time ago anyway right but that's all part of the wonderful history of the canadian football yep. league have we lost a little of that in your mind or not well, i don't think so we're sitting here talking about stories like the rock from 25 28 years ago somebody 25 or 28 years from now is going to be talking about uh you know what's going Who on knows, today dude, so yeah, yeah about the uh, stars of today and say i remember when i got a chance to watch this and this and this so no we're living it this is it. We are, but there's far less color in the Probably. league. The, 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 the Katie Williams, the James Currys, yeah. the Lamar McGriggs. Like, Probably, well, mind yeah. you, having said that, when you got a guy like Simone Lawrence, he stands out and he gets drawn and quartered for everything he says. Yeah. 
there'll, right. there'll, be a, there'll be a time and we'll say, do you remember what's his name? And, uh, uh, you know, somebody that uh, did some things and uh, just a lot of different things. No, I, I don't worry about it. I think, uh, you know, we're writing uh, history today. So. That's the way I see it. Jennifer from the Four Seasons uh, writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. Late to the party today. How about them Oilers? That was a great game yesterday. Yes, Jen, as you know, uh, we covered that way back at the start. It is a football Friday today. But I'll say this. Um, did you have a point where you're raising your hand? Not yet. Go ahead. I think, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, but it's becoming clearer and clearer, we could have a revival of the Battle of Alberta for a second straight year. The Oilers are charging towards the top. Full credit for them playing really well. They're uh, the best team in March in the NHL right now. Should the Flames crawl into the playoffs, they'll crawl in at number eight. And play Edmonton, or Edmonton if, they, if they finish first. Yeah. So it's, let's put it this way. A second consecutive year of a Battle of Alberta is in play. A fair bit has to happen, but it's fun to contemplate. Well, Mark's coming around, and we covered this earlier because you counted them out, and I... I counted them out after they lost 8-2 in L.A. the other night. Sure. But maybe that was a rock bottom. Rock bottom is I a would thing. I say so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I say, they, they're not soaring, but they're not, you know, they're just slowly ascending. So, and if Winnipeg keeps stubbing their toe, uh, they can get by them. So, uh, we'll see. It's uh, far from a done deal, but it's, it's much, much of a clearer picture and a path to the playoffs than it was even just uh, 10 days ago. Well, now that the players can see a little flickering light at the end of sure. the tunnel, sure, you could see how they might play a little better. Totally. I was talking to somebody with the Flames the other day, and uh, sorry for saying, but they feel they match up pretty good against Vegas. You know, like, I don't think they would like the matchup with Edmonton, Yeah, Mark. probably not. Good. I hope they, hope they get that chance to match up against Vegas. Right. Well, I'll having see. said that, they played three times in the regular year, and that feels like ancient history already, the Flames and Oilers. That needs to change. Here's my plan. 24 teams outside of your division. Play them home and home, so that's 48 games. The other 34 are in division. It's pitiful. The Flames went to Edmonton in game two of the season, and that's it. Edmonton won't be in Calgary in calendar 2023 in the regular season, again, if there's a playoff thing. That's, that's How does this happen? Yeah, well, you got to accommodate 31 opponents for everybody, and uh, it's it's not ideal. They're going to have to radically do it. I mean, you know, do the Calgary Flames need to go to St. Louis twice? I'm not sure they do. So outside of your division, there's 24 other teams play them once, home and away, and then your other 34 games are in your division. I'm vehemently opposed to extending the season to 84, as some have suggested. I, I think it's frankly too long right now, but... Yeah. That's just me. They came out of those last meetings talking about adding games. No. Yeah. Too much. Too no, much. No, 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 Hey, I'm up for anything. It is a sports talk show, despite the fact it's a football Friday. Scott Matheson is watching on YouTube, and he says, how about that Blue Jays win last night? Great start to the season. Hit the right spot in the lineup in the last inning. 10-9. I'll tell you something about baseball, Mark. Just from the sport, it's off to a great start with the World Baseball Classic final, and then that opener, that's pretty good. Well, and uh, that was good, and uh, the other thing that I really like is the way the game is being played. Uh, the pace of the games, not just the length, but the pace. Things are happening. There were a lot of games, I think 10 of the 15, if I read correctly, there were under three hours to play, and a lot of them were in the 230 range, which is what they were 25, 30 years ago instead of these three-hour things. Uh, you know, the pitch clock has made a monumental difference. I hope it's consistently applied throughout the season. But baseball, it's off to a good start. And you're right, the World Classic was just sensational. The uh, Shohei Otani versus Trout for the final out was uh, theater that'll be hard to top the rest of the year. Well, huge Blue Jays fans out here in Western Canada, and we're all going to be, if not watching the games every day, because we can't, that's a lot of games, we're certainly going to be checking the scores. And I like what they're saying in terms of, we're not kids anymore, we've learned our lesson, and now we mean business. And to be honest, I really liked hearing that. I agree. I think they had to uh, settle down the dugout. Uh, it seemed that uh, they were focused on many other things other than playing. I'm not sure John Snyder's the guy to do it yet. I could be proven wrong. They've got Don Mattingly with 12 big league baseball seasons standing there. Why? Looking over his shoulder? Looking over his shoulder. So maybe he is. Maybe John Snyder, you know, he did manage through their system. Maybe has a great relationship. But given where the Blue Jays are now in their 
history and their evolution, and they believe that they've got a chance to make some noise. I'm really surprised they went with a, a very inexperienced first-time manager. That's me. Yeah, but I remember last year it was the Seattle series where I believe the Blue Jays got swept out there. I'm pointing towards Seattle, and uh, I thought, this is a talented team that's playing terribly. Who's got to go? Charlie Manuel didn't last a week after, or Montoyo didn't last yeah. a week after that. Well, anyway. So he can't keep firing, guys. Can no, you? But why, why did they bring in Don Mattingly? Why would you bring in somebody? That's a good point. With and that level, of, you know, a great player with the Yankees all that time, 12 years managing, including in high-pressure Los Angeles for five. So tell me he doesn't know what he's doing. I know Miami's not as high-profile. You'd but. appreciate this. I was at the Dolphins and the Bills in Miami in a late September Sunday last year, and that was the day the Marlins announced that Don Mattingly would not return as manager. In the middle of the game, the yeah. Dolphins game, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh very deft, slip it yeah. right in there, and nobody even noticed. So, well, I get it. The Marlins aren't exactly, a, you know, a big, high-profile franchise. But nonetheless, he was in their dugout managing big league games for seven years with them. We will be back and having fun answering your questions. Keep them rolling. 902-518-3033 on this Football Friday. We'll talk about all sports. And Reed Johnson coming up from the XFL Mark Cast to see what's popping in that league and his thoughts on the CFL and whatever other football-related topics come up. We'll be right back live at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast platform, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. Playnow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. Live at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, get ready to sing along to all your favorite REO Speedwagon Classic hits Thursday, May 4th at the Grey Eagle Event Center. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Mark Stephen, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Stampeders, has been good enough to join us here live at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino for one more segment. I implore the viewers and listeners, don't ask any questions for Reed Johnson until he's on or at least closer to that. He's coming up in the next segment. I'm not sure that I can remember your questions that long going through my uh, head here with Mark Steven on that. But he has brought up, or one of the viewers, Monty in Saskatoon's brought up the fact that Drew Tate is now a rough rider. Um, 
I'm trying to remember where he played his college ball. Iowa. Thank you. Yeah. He was very big there, wasn't he? I hope I get this right. I can't remember if he's a Cyclone or a Hawkeye. But he was one of them. (laughs) I think it's a... Yeah, he's a Hawkeye. Okay. Let me look it up. But Drew Tate, what a story. Mm -hmm. What a a pro football story this guy is. And uh, for our... Well, we got the football people tuned in here right now. I know he coached in Coastal Carolina a couple years ago. He was with the BC Lions last year. Yep. He was in the spring league and got an altercation with a player on the sidelines. That was brought up to me recently about Drew. And I'm like, well, that's... Most fire he's ever showed in his life. Yeah, a little laid back. He's, he he comes across laid back, but he's a pretty competitive guy. And uh, sure, he wouldn't last this long. I know. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what he does. Good for him. Back in the CFL and uh, see how it goes. Have you made a West Division uh, Hawkeye? They're all saying Hawkeye. Yeah, Jeff the okay, Stamps fan, Craig Smith. Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, because uh, the reason why I got confused, there was a player last year on the Stamps who was from Iowa State, and he corrected me, but I couldn't remember what the correction was. So. And Sheldon Napastic was an Iowa State Cyclone. Yeah. And Sheldon will be down here uh, in the weeks ahead. But it's nice to see that Sheldon's doing very well in business. Yep. And obviously Randy Chevrier's doing great as a firefighter. They've reprised their, uh, now it's a podcast, the Chevy and Nasty Show. And I will say this, look at all these questions that are coming in from the Canadian Football League fans. You know it. Huge fan base just waiting Oh, waiting for the be. season to start. I mean, it's 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 coming, but it's not here yet. So. Right, but also waiting to talk about the league and be engaged, yep. Yep, right? Yeah, very much, yeah. Like, attendance last year at McMahon Stadium and all CFL stadiums could be better, except for BC. And I wonder if they were, because they were setting records. Yep. Or close to it. Um, what do you see on that front business-wise for the CFL here this year? Oh, yeah, work to do. Let's not kid anyone. Uh, you know, everybody uh, struggled. As I say, BC was probably the lone, and Winnipeg, we were probably the lone exceptions to that. Uh, you know, here in Calgary, attendance uh, slumped, and uh, there's a bunch of reasons, and part of it is people have changed their habits during the pandemic. Uh, Edmonton, uh, you know, attendance there i think is tied directly to the record particularly the home record in saskatchewan attendance is off about nine percent i don't know why but uh i don't know but anyway the point is most uh, centers had a little trouble hamilton stayed pretty strong i gotta say i'll give ottawa's fan they dropped but it could have been a lot more substantial given a bad team yeah well that's a good point and i appreciate those that love the discussion those that are listening in uh in Georgia, they're big sports fans, and uh, what we do here with this show gives them a little bit of a break from what they normally talk about. If you believe the numbers that are reported, and I'm not sure that I can. Like, for instance, the Western Hockey League I read that is up this year close to 1,000 fans a game. So go up is up and down is down. But in the CFL, you can just look at the games yeah. and see that it's nowhere near where it should be. Yep. And I want to explain this. I'm getting to a point. Sorry for the long road, Mark. But this particular market here, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, winning isn't a thing. It's a little like the Argos in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They win, don't draw. Yep. Here, you guys, it, it, it's not to say they won't. You've been playing to crowds of over 30,000 for years, but that's not the case right now. No. Why is that, do you think? Well, two things. I think uh, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. And... Uh, you know, people just found that they got out of the habit of going. And uh, also, uh, McMahon Stadium is used as a crutch, too. People just find it uh, an old, uh, antiquated f- uh, facility to go to. So those are the two things. And they, they got to do some more work, too, i got to be honest. So a lot of things, and uh, hopefully it'll turn around uh, this year. Sometimes I think, well, I won't speak for you, but for me, is that what do you want? Like, I always said, I think I even told you this privately. I love games at McMahon Stadium. And that's coming in as the visitor. I didn't have a problem with it. I went to Mount Royal University. Jack Goder is my uncle. I went to games with him. I don't have a problem with the place. Yeah. But lots do. Do you? I'm not a fan. So it doesn't matter. I think it's great. I don't sit there. I don't have to sit on benches in the northeast and northwest corners and things like that. A seat back, though, if you're in a good spot in a red seat back, it's tremendous. It's outstanding. But... Once you get up to go to the facilities or get something to eat or drink, it's cramped, it's uncomfortable, it's awkward. So Trust me, I get it. Uh, yeah. Because Again, I'm not... You know, I went to a game last year as a fan, but I do remember this. The dump that we played in in Saskatchewan, Taylor Field, 
I had fans say the same thing. It's a great oh, yeah. place. I go there 10 times a year. I said, you don't see the water dripping from the ceiling. Yeah. You don't see the electrical code violations in the bathroom. You don't see the dead wildlife in yeah. the broadcast booth, which you would have coming in as yeah. a visitor, sitting on the, like, no, it's got to go. Yeah. And that's kind of where you guys are at. Yep, but you're absolutely. also not a 100-year-old stadium. You're about a, what, 60-year-old 60. 60 stadium? Yeah. No, it's got to go, though. It's, uh... There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Will it? <laughs> that's the University of Calgary, I guess. It's theirs. Yes. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, and this is a bit of an age-old debate that CFL fans love to debate, and I'm kind of over it, but... Wayne in Victoria says, TSN doesn't promote the CFL the way they should. John in Edmonton says, what should the CFL do to get fans in the stadiums? Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, winning helps attendance. I don't know that it's on TSN to sell tickets for the CFL. That's just me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, uh, there's things you can take a shot at at uh, TSN for what they've done. They have supported it. They've got people in there who are just passionate as all get out about the CFL to some really, really good people. Right. But TSN is a big, big company. I mean, TSN, I mean, you got Glenn Suter, you got some of the production people who love it. They're not there 24 hours a day to talk CFL. I mean, I just, I flicked the channel immediately. It was, I guess, two weeks ago when their lead story for once wasn't the Toronto Maple Leafs, this is on sports, was yeah. about the Chicago Bears trading the first pick. I don't care. You know, but because, you know, did nobody talk about the CFL? Or, you know, would somebody say to them, you know, did anybody sit down and say, I don't know if this really matters to anybody in Edmonton, you know? So I'm just trying to say TSN does a lot of good things, but it's a huge model. And uh, the people that work on the CFL side of things are tremendous. They are passionate. But uh, you're right. It's not their job to sell it. And it's, you know, the message doesn't resonate through every uh, facet of the organization is what I'd say. Well, that was also the day of the Alouette sale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that spawned a big argument amongst some people. Well, let's say, you know, and remember, TSM, when you watch those shows, a lot of those shows are put together by people, again, not the executives, not the high-end people who are great, who set the tone. It's the people that actually do and write, write the scripts and hand them in. And uh, do they pay attention to the CFL? I don't know. Like I say, and you've agreed, it's not their job no. to promote the league. It's it's not. It would help. It would be nice. And I think they have. They did a I, little, think, I think they've done a good job. I'm. You know, they, yeah. they, got the, they made the draft into something which uh, it's never been before. So they you know they made it uh, something to watch, which they will again on May the second. Uh, their broadcast. They've been good. They've done. Uh, you know, they broadcast a lot of games. You know, but is it time for uh, someone else to come on board? Uh, as competition i don't know i don't know exactly how it all works but uh far more credit to tsn than uh pointing out their flaws i'm just going to read the comments from the audience uh jeff in winnipeg says cfl is not even a blip on the radar for sportsnet craig here in calgary says tsn promotes it as much as they can yeah there are so many sports to cover and they can only do so much kevin the medium says how about we as cfl fans promote the league the more we talk about it, the more it gets noticed. That's a fact. Uh, Ted and Red Deer says, Ottawa produced the behind the R videos. Too bad the other teams don't follow along, in my opinion. Have you watched those? No, not yet. You I, should if you okay. get a chance. I will. Very, like, listen, you've seen behind the scenes. Yeah. It's not anything groundbreaking to you, but I could see how the fans love it. Sure, we'll and when, them. Right, and when Garrett Marino took out Masoli's knees... They went deep into that. And just imagine having a camera at field level and hearing the screams of Masoli and the, the uh, aggression on the field at that time. This, yeah. The, the uh, series really picked up on that. Okay, it, I'll watch it. They did a really good job. Well, the Elks have been doing a lot of stuff. They mic'd up their coaches at the Combine and that, so that was pretty good. So, there you go. Can't get enough of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's good stuff. True. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Nelson in Regina says, Amar Doman's $5 beers and hot dogs. That is what sells tickets, making the game affordable and accessible. The peak of the CFL was when the Canadian economy was strong. That's a good point. The 2000s, this league was rocking. Wasn't mm -hmm. it great? Yeah, and uh, good for him on the concessions because it is pretty prohibitive uh, wherever you go to buy anything in a, in a stadium, whether it's a hockey or basketball venue if you go, baseball, anywhere. So good for them for recognizing that, you know, you shouldn't have to bankrupt yourself for a simple uh, glass of something to drink. Okay, yes, but they do. 
Well, do you know what I'm saying? The fans to a are. Point, yeah. Yeah. But you're, you know, you don't have to buy too. There's this, you know, if you choose not to. I don't buy at the concessions, but I'm saying I'm yeah. a rarity. Ken in Toronto says the Argos have $7 beers and $3 hot dogs, but not sure how many people know about it. Um, Craig here in Calgary <coughs> says it's chicken and the egg. I want the PHF to get more promotion, but I don't bemoan it as much as an old guy CFL fan. What's the PHF? I'm trying to think of that. Professional Hockey Federation? What does that mean? Is, is that, that women's, women's hockey? League? That's what I'm wondering. Is that the women's league? Yeah. Fair. Well, it's what it's what people want. I think the one thing, and we're running out of time here with Mark, but yeah, there's questions here that we can't answer, I don't think. John in Edmonton says, I miss the CFL on CBC. He says, why can't the CFL be on CTV like the NFL is? That's not our job. That's not no, our but purview. I, that's a fair question. That Why? Like, they canceled a bunch of Sunday uh, newscasts here and they to get the Buffalo Bills on TV. The Buffalo Bills were on on Thanksgiving on the main CTV, not the other one. That, that, that surprises me. CBC, uh, as a philosophy, is trying to get out of, has got out of professional sports. They do a lot of the Olympic-type sports and that, but uh, they're so-called... Well, you know, they're so getting back in, though. They're yeah. doing Canadian Elite Basketball. Yeah. They've done Canadian Premier League, I believe. But I'll say this. It is a wonderful product yep. full of tremendous athletes and great people. Is the quality of play as good as, say, the 90s and even before that, in your mind? That's hard to say. I, I don't see any discernible difference. I mean, Or is it even, is it better? I don't know. All I can say is the stars that we watched then, you know, uh, we look back and look at Doug Flutie and Sapungis and Pitts and all those guys. Mm -hmm. there, there's a new crop of those people. We'll look back and see how good they are. You know, when you're, every school in the U.S. that has a football program, how many schools are there? They're sending out, you know, thousands upon thousands of players every single year. Some of them uh, have a skill set perfect for the CFL. Some have a skill set perfect for the NFL. And uh, you're going to find lots of great athletes. Uh, a pretty uh, steady stream just because of the sheer number of players that are coming out. And the fact that the Canadian content is certainly uh, improving rapidly as well. Sure. The one thing is, talent's one thing, though, but I like the personality. Like, Sean Lemon was on this show a couple weeks ago, and personality. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> He's got, that's what the CFL's been as much as yep. great play, right? Yep. Colorful yep. characters. That's why we love it. Yeah, well, there's lots of, lots of them. And, uh, you know, like I say, maybe in 20 years we'll be talking about Sean Lemon, his Lemon Drops uh, Twitter handle and things yeah, like right. that. That's yeah. really good. That, that'll be remembered. Personality. Sure, yeah. Hey, before I let you go, we got to give a shout-out to your guy, Greg Peterson, your longtime color commentator, yeah. honored yesterday. Yes, uh, Calgary has a club called the Booster Club, which has been uh, uh, in operation since the 1950s. It's pretty rare to have an organization that long. And they honor a sportsman of the year and some other awards every year. It's somebody who's demonstrated great leadership and uh you know, success in the sports world, and uh, he has his association with football here, goes back to the mid-70s, actually, in high school, and then uh, through his playing days and through working with us, uh, chairman of the Greater Calgary Football Association, an umbrella group, helped. It was uh, partly responsible for a football complex in the northwest part of Calgary, three fields, and a dome, which... Uh, you know, a little inside baseball here. Calgary is terrible at building facilities, painfully slow, but he and others got that dome built, so full marks to them. Way to go, Pete. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as are you, Mark. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. Enjoy okay, the games this weekend. We will. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, lots going on. As I say, the seasons are overlapping. Lots to do. Yes, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Steven, joining us here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We're going to talk XFL next, so if you have XFL questions, fire them at me because Reed Johnson will join us from the Mark cast out of Seattle. We are live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues on this Football Friday. Uh, just confirmed, Producer Clark... Write it down. Monday here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Stanley Cup champion Colin 
Patterson will be with us, the pride of Rexdale, Ontario. Won a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames in 1989. 504 NHL games, 206 points. Colin Patterson will be joining us here live at the Stage Bar at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. All right, moving into an incredibly busy weekend. We had to get Reed Johnson on again. I appreciate him so much from the Mark cast in Seattle. He's my XFL guy. And Reed, you got to tell me what I need to know about the games this weekend. Sounds like you're getting down to the nitty gritty. Well, yeah, week seven here getting in. We have a Friday night game tonight. So if you're looking for a little football tonight, seven Eastern, you can check out the Seattle Sea Dragons taking on the Arlington Renegades in uh, in Texas. Well, tell me about some of the storylines. And for one, there was a, there was a game in Seattle here the other night. It was, it was around 10,000 attendants, and it just seemed everybody was having such a great time. It seemed like an emotional night there. What was the story about the Dragons home games this year that's really gravitated with a fan base. Uh, well, so you have Ben DiNucci, right? Former Dallas Cowboy. I think that's your NFL team. He spent, you know, a cup of coffee there. Uh, you know, he's screaming at Josh Gordon, and uh, you have Jim Hazlitt, the coach there, saying he wants to kill Ben DiNucci on the sideline. So there's lots of – you have microphones and cameras kind of everywhere for the XFL, that added level of, you know, fan engagement. And so you end up getting a lot of stuff that way. But, yeah, DiNucci yelling at Gordon, and then he got uh, demoted in the, uh, in the depth charts, it seemed like, for a week. but. I think everyone's good. I think it's just a temper slurring. Nice. Well, we got uh, we got some action. I'm all about that, as are you. So here come the questions, man. It's a flood. You know Jenna Reagan from Southern California. Jenna writes in and says, XFL for 100 years. Renegades are winning tonight. Craig, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, says, the D.C. defenders are clearly the cream of the XFL. Can anyone beat them? Uh, D.C. is playing uh, against the winless Orlando Guardians on Saturday. And if there isn't ever an April Fool's joke that would come about, it would be the undefeated defenders losing to the winless uh, Orlando Guardians. So we'll see. I mean, they're due. Guardians are due for a win here at this point. Uh, Armando Moreno. He was a football reporter from Mexico City. He was covering or probably still does the Liga. What do we call it? The LCF Liga Football America. That's what it is. He says, Reed is the XFL guy. Nice to see you guys. Thank you, Armando. Buenos dias, amigo. Uh, John in Edmonton says, Reed, why do some XFL teams play in baseball stadiums and why does Vegas suck? Uh, Vegas is really bad. They got a win uh, two weeks ago. They thought they were really going to come back and get, a, get something rolling. XFL really wanted to be in Vegas this year. It hasn't worked out. They've still averaged about 6,000 attendants. The stadium only holds about 10. So, you know, they're doing pretty good that way. Uh, they, they're playing tomorrow. Brahmas are coming in there. That could be the last game we ever see in Vegas. Uh, we'll see if they bring it back again next year. I think they're on a two-year agreement right now. But it's uh, it looks a little chinky. Uh, you know, the CFL, I think you call it, uh, you know, a rodeo football or whatever. It looks a little State Farm football at Cashman <laughs> Field there. So. Uh, they're, they're doing what they can, but you know, I mean, 6,000, that's, it could be worse. It was Pat McAfee that called it state fair football, not me. The, the, I just want to make that clear here right now, the Canadian Football League. Um, the Orlando Guardians, supposed, supposed to be my favorite team. Tell me about that. It's been a very trying season for the Orlando Guardians. Well, yeah, yeah, so you have, you know, first-time head coach, you got Terrell Buckley there. He's screaming on the sidelines, I need new guys. The guys I have don't want to play. They're committing too many penalties. We had the whole quarterback controversy, if you, if you remember a couple weeks ago. Quentin Dormady, got, he either got released, he got removed from the website. There was conflicting reports. Uh, one of his teammates said that he was giving away plays to another team, and so obviously that's kind of poo-poo uh, in, the, in the XFL. Uh, league did an investigation. He has been reinstated, uh, has, has settled with the league, is back now as the starter for the Guardians. And even though they're not winning, he is actually playing tremendously well considering all kind of the legal stuff he's gone through the last few weeks. It was, it was a pretty big story. And, and I'm glad the XFL was transparent enough to kind of do the necessary investigations to clear that. And I mean, good for Dormady to kind of sit tight and then, you know, come out and excel now. I mean, he really has shown you know resiliency in that way we had some questions come in earlier for you and i said don't ask now ask for when reads on uh so folks there was people in toronto that had questions for you i can't go back and find the questions now so we have read for a few more minutes 
Um, fire them at me now, or 902-518-3033, which is a good reminder. Metal Shingle Guy. Metal Shingle Guy is his name. He's written in a very intricate XFL question here. He says, does Reed think Houston should start McDonald over Silvers? He kind of looks like Chris Strebler, or just bring him in to change the pace. That's all gibberish to me. you got to answer that for me. Yeah, Brandon Silvers, formerly of our team, the Seattle Dragons, back in 2020. He was their starting quarterback with uh, OC over there, A.J. Smith. Has played really good. Got benched midway through the game on Monday. They were playing the winless or the, the lossless D.C. defenders you know, on their winning streak. They pulled Silvers, put in Cole McDonald, who kind of been used as a short yardage guy, like you said, a little bit like Strebler, kind of running. Uh, Cole started airing it out. They obviously didn't win against the defenders, but now there is some question of do we have a controversy brewing with the Roughnecks, who looked really good, and now they're playing a lot of good teams, and they're not looking quite as uh, elite as they were playing the Guardians, for example. Am I seeing this correctly? And obviously, you must be familiar with Mike Lathrop. I have uh, connected with him down in Florida, big XFL podcaster, reporter guy, and he's posting TV ratings. They've been decent. They're on the rise, are they not? What's the state of television in America for the XFL? Yeah, so XFL started strong. You know, obviously, the first week, you had the ABC game, a couple cable games. They've been on FX and kind of ESPN2 a lot in this middle part of the season. Obviously, we're competing against, you know, March Madness, other things going on. This will be the last weekend that has an X, uh, FX game, and then they're going to be back on ESPN, ABC. The Guardians-Dragons game on Saturday had 1.1 million viewers average. So when they're, when they're on the networks, they're drawing, but when they're on FX on, you know, 7 o'clock you know, Pacific on a Friday night, they're not doing as well. Well, we probably shouldn't be surprised that it's beating the NHL in America. It is a football country after all. Your thoughts on that competition? Well, it's exciting here. You know, no matter what time of year in the spring you're going to compete, right? XFL is always going to have March Madness. USFL starts later. You know, they complain about the Stanley Cup and MLS. There's not really an ideal time to have just an open window to play. XFL had to schedule a lot of you know, late games, and we had Thursday games, we had Monday games, trying to kind of avoid that. I, I've said that I think they need to be more consistent. You know, that's obvious speak for anyone to think. But, you know, Saturday, Sunday, the USFL is going to be uh, you know, just Saturday, Sunday here in the spring. People need to be able to find these games. And when I'm, I podcast twice a week about this league, and I, couldn't, I had to look up right now, like, okay, when the hell are the games this weekend? Because they are a little all over the place. They need to normalize that next year. Ryan in Toronto writing in, he says, does Reed anticipate any changes to the teams or locations for next season? In Vegas, absolutely right. We thought, you know, the baseball stadium, all of that. Orlando has not been a strong market. That was one that Danny Garcia wanted to be in. Obviously, they relocated the, you know, relocated the New York Guardians. They're now the Orlando Guardians. It's hard. Camping World Stadium is a really big venue there. They're only filling one side and trying to kind of make it look good for TV. Vegas, to me, is the only glaring one right now just because the stadium situation there is so terrible. I think they made the best they could this year. They put down new turf. It didn't look great. There's kind of safety concerns that way as well. I think if we can get through this season, like I said, last game of, of the Cashman Field era, hopefully this weekend, and then we can figure that out, move them to San Diego. I know Andy Murray would be happy to see a, a San Diego XFL team. We have one minute from Kevin the Medium. He says, please explain how the coach's review works with hearing the actual conversation of the person reviewing the play. Yeah, it's good. So we have Dean Blandino, right? You know Dean. He's the VP of officiating and rules. You've seen him on you know, the, the Fox games or whatever. Uh, he, you know, he's he got multiple cameras. You're able to go through. Coaches can challenge if they think kind of like they've been talking about doing in the NFL. Hey, was that a roughing the passer? Maybe we can go back and look at that. You do get a lot more transparency, but then if Dean gets the call wrong, then you kind of hear that as well. So it's frustrating for people because they can hear more but the calls are still bad if they're bad or they're good if they're, you know, just hearing more about it doesn't make a bad call any, any better. Reed, namaste. Thank you for the time. Clearly very popular. A lot of questions here. Let's do it again soon, man. Enjoy the ball. I want to show you before I go, I got this last night. I thought of you. This is a Jordan Everly uh, Kraken bobblehead. Uh, he had our first ever hat trick for the franchise, and so I wanted to show that. You know, Regina's own. I, I had that for you today. How about that?
if you can find me another one, I would be forever indebted. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm getting tingles. I'm getting tingles. Thank you for pointing that out, Reed. Maybe would we you be interested in selling you. it? Yeah, maybe we yeah, exactly. send one up there that way. I'll, I'll hang on to one. All right. Some extras. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Reed Johnson from the Markcast. Check him out. You can follow it all on all the social media. It's one of the best football podcasts out there. We will be right back with overtime after this live from Green Eagle. We will put a wrap on the week and this football Friday in a moment on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, iHeartRadio, and WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. Playnow.com. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to Playnow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. Playnow.com. Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. Last one, it is overtime brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League and uh, the Western Hockey League, as it turns out. The Greek freak, Georgia Nitsos, down at the Four Seasons, wants you to know that they'll have every game of the Regina Pats and Saskatoon Blades on their featured video wall. It'll be the featured game, 909 Arcola Avenue East in Canada's Queen City, Regina Pats and the Saskatoon Blades. 7 p.m. tonight, game one. I'll get to all those dub games in a moment. I think what our takeaway here today, and has anything changed with the poll, Clark, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? Is Ryan Reynolds still leading? The poll question is, which one of these, which one of these celebrities would you like to own your team? And Ryan Reynolds is leading. And maybe that's an age thing. I don't know. He says 39% on YouTube leads Ryan Reynolds. On Twitter, it's 59%. Ryan Reynolds is rope-a-doping everybody. Uh, Tom Brady and Ro The Rock are the other options or other. For me, it would be The Rock, Tom Brady, a steep drop to Ryan Reynolds, and then other. How about that? Jen from the Four Seasons writes in, and she says, so excited for tonight's game. Go, Pats, go. Absolutely. I agree. From Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, regarding the breaking news today, Tom Brady is an item with Reese Witherspoon. That's what we learned today, Mike. Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon. I know, right? No, no. <laughs> really? Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, forget Tom and Reese. I wonder if metal shingle guy and plastic eavesdrop girl ever made it together. How about that? Everybody's cheeky rolling into the weekend. I like it. A sports update. Uh, bear with me. For Landmark Cinemas, by the way. First place is on the line in both the East and West Conferences as the National Lacrosse League gears up for a full slate of eight contests over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, continuing the March to May. Among the featured contests are the clash between the 10 and 4 Calgary Roughnecks at the 10 and 3 San Diego Seals. That's tonight on ESPN Plus, TSN Plus, and Fox 5, San Diego. And the battle between Buffalo and Toronto Saturday night. It's the game of the week on TSN and ESPNU from First Ontario Center in Hamilton. And tonight, how about this, Georgia? Listen up, the Georgia Swarm are home tonight to the New York Riptide. It's on TSN Plus, 7 p.m. Eastern, and ESPN News. All across America from Gas South Arena. Our Georgia Swarm, Ryan. They're my favorite NL team now. The Georgia Swarm, hashtag buzzing, hosting New York.
Meanwhile, the Winnipeg Jets and Calgary Flames continue their battle for the second Western Conference wildcard spot as part of tonight's four-game NHL slate. The Jets have dropped two in a row, including a 3-0 loss to San Jose, but still have a two-point lead over the Flames heading into a game tonight against visiting Detroit. The Flames are in Vancouver facing Kevin the Medium's Canucks. I didn't realize till this week there's a G in Vancouver. How about that? The sports update Ooh, uh. is for Landmark Cinemas. Sign up now for Landmark Cinemas and see what's playing at LandmarkCinemas.com. In theaters now, Scream 6. Following the latest ghost face killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. Take my word for it. Two thumbs up. Go see it this weekend. There's just so much to do. Mention the four-game NHL slate. How about those Blue Jays? They're off today, but they uh, are at St. Louis in a matinee tomorrow. Braves and Nationals getting after it tonight. Raps and Hawks are off in the NBA. March Madness Final Four, FAU. The Owls getting after it against the San Diego State. 609 Eastern at Energy Stadium in Houston. Last minute of play in the RP show. And then uh, the Miami Hurricanes taking on the Yukon Huskies. 849 Eastern, also in Houston. WHL playoffs go tonight. Game ones in eight venues. Go, Pats, go. SJHL conference semifinals tonight. Melford at Battlefords, Flynn at Humboldt. Here in the AJ. Four games, including that big one, Okotoks at Brooks. Games in Whitecourt, Blackfold, Spruce Grove. In the MJ tonight. Some places I've never even heard of before. What does NIV stand for, Clark? Do we have any idea? Niv in the MJHL, they're playing an OCN, Dauphin, Steinbach. Get out and support it, everybody. Enjoy the football if that's what you're into. And whatever other sports. Stay safe. Be good to each other. And we'll see you Monday here with Colin Patterson, Stanley Cup champion at noon Eastern on Game Plus TV and the key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.